Welcome to Politics on Right, folks. Sorry for the delay in starting the program, but we had a whole lot of stuff going on. I have so many videos that I just finished putting together. And oh. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Oh, my God. Uh, anyhow, we got it done. We got it done about a minute and 30 seconds late, but we got it done. Welcome aboard, E2247. Welcome aboard, Melanie Keelan from Barcelona, Spain. Welcome aboard as well, uh, Shiva Las Vegas. Welcome aboard, Bridge MCP, La Primera. Bridge MCP, mi hermana. We also have in the house, Lee Grant. How you doing, brother Lee Grant? We have para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver. We also have, I'm looking it up, I'm going, I'm scrolling, but you guys are still putting stuff in there. AVQ is in the house. Uh, who else is in the house? Let's see. Why is this stuff not sticking? Am I? There we go. Uh, we got AVQ, Melanie Keelan, Bridge MCP, Shiva Las Vegas, Lee Grant. Um, scrolling down, E2247. We also have Melanie, I trust you're a good day. Yes, we're having a good day. What you mean, Egberto? AVQ says, Twitch loads instantly as soon as Egberto starts the stream. For me, YouTube and Facebook, you have to manually reload. I hear you, brother. I hear you. 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 All right. As we speak here, I am loading. I am actually loading what we're going to talk about today inside of this thing if i can get to it and you know what i am getting to it i want to start with a piece from uh jake tapper from sunday because well let me go ahead and cue that up first before i get into trouble and it not queued at all uh let's go ahead and cue that up all right you guys know this right uh jake tapper on sunday interviewed one of the guys from the israel uh, that not one of our foreign advisors. I forgot what his title is exactly right now. You'll see it in a minute. Anyway, as it turns out, um, Jake Taffer was really rough on him, rough on him for the particular support of Israel policy of the total blockade of Gaza. And uh, he actually, he, he, well, I tell you what, let's go ahead and watch what Jake Tapper did as far as talking about Israel blockading Gaza and how America seemed to speak from two sides of its mouth, depending on who we're talking about, quote unquote, who we think are human beings. I want you to listen to this and then we'll take it directly on the other side. The United States has taken a very clear 
stand. It is a stand that we don't just take in this situation, but we've taken all along, which is that we stand for the rule of law. We stand for the law of war. We stand for the protection of civilians. And we want to make sure that innocent Palestinians who have nothing to do with Hamas can get to safe areas where they will be safe from bombardment and where they will have access to necessities like food, water, shelter, and medicine. Well, I mean, you say you stand for the rule of law. Again, Hamas is vile. What they did eight days ago, they're targeting civilians. It's horrific. But what's going on right now is not just a punishment of Hamas. More than 700 children have been reportedly killed in Gaza. And obviously, electricity, food, water supplies have been cut off by Israel to the totality of Gaza. Obviously, the blockade is not just by Israel. It's by Egypt, too. Take a listen to what Secretary Blinken said last year when Putin was targeting Ukrainian infrastructure. Heat, water, electricity for children, for the elderly, for the sick. These are President Putin's new targets. He's hitting them hard. This brutalization of Ukraine's people is barbaric. Now, look, Israel is not Russia. Gaza is not Ukraine. It's a different situation. But cutting off supplies, cutting off heat, cutting off water to civilians, what's the difference? Well, first, thank you for saying that Israel is not Russia because Israel is not Russia. Second, civilians are civilians, Jake. Civilians are civilians. Yes, Absolutely, they are. And they deserve, as I said before, access to water and medicine and food. And we are working actively to ensure that that happens. And I can tell you this morning, Jake, that I have been in touch with my Israeli counterparts just within the last hour uh, who report to me that they have, in fact, turned the water pipe back on in southern Gaza. That has been the subject of discussion over the course of the past few days. The United States is going to continue working with Israel, with the UN, with Egypt, with Jordan, and with a lot of the groups on the ground to make sure that innocent Palestinians get access to those basic necessities and are protected from bombardment because they deserve that right, the right to those necessities and the right to safety and security every bit as much as Ukrainian civilians do or civilians anywhere do. And the United States hasn't made any bones about that. We're working hard on that. We're working to make sure that that is the case as this unfolds. And it's something that has been a high priority for President Biden, for Secretary Blinken and for myself. But you're not telling the Israelis to let the Palestinian hospitals have power. Our position is that uh, hospitals should be able to function. Hospitals should not be targeted. People should be able to get access to life-saving medical care. We don't qualify these statements. We don't say that there's some kind of caveat to them. These are simple, clear, declarative statements. We spend a lot of time. The status quo kills. The status quo. Yeah, these are clear declarative statements, and we just make the statements and assume it's so. No, this this interview occurred on Sunday. Supposedly, they were going to have Egypt the, the open, the, the borders on Egypt open soon. People are dying and starving. Israel continue to bomb uh, innocent civilians. They claim they send out leaflets. Yes, they do sometimes. They claim they send out fake bombs to let folks know that that particular building is likely to be bombed. That neighborhood is likely to be bombed. But ultimately speaking, no water, 
<coughs> no oil, no food for all these people in this very, very thin open air jail. Where is the humanity? I understand all the bad things that Hamas did, killing over 1,300 Israelis in, in, uh, in Israel a few days ago, two weeks ago. I, I get it. But now we have over 4,000-something Palestinians dead by bombing. It's crazy. It's crazy. They're, they, they're, they're, they're out of oil to run their generators at hospitals. They're out of, of, of the, the, Israel is saying go south, but there's no, there's no petroleum to go south. Folks, what I'm saying is think about this. The kind of massacre that is occurring, the vengeance that is occurring right now in Gaza, it's not going to help a situation. What it's going to do is create, <coughs> is create more hate. Not, it won't only be hate by terrorists. It'll also be hate by the common person that was at this point reachable. Tim Burnt, did I get your facts straight? You bet your life you got the facts straight. So the, the, he mentioned, oh, the, uh, Israel turned the, the water back on. Israel turned the water back on. Let, let's go ahead about, Bruce is saying, okay, we know the inhumanity and the solution. That's the reason I started the program with that video. Let me give you the next two videos, which are going to be, in effect, solutions. I want you to listen to the founder of Women International. I want you to listen to this. Because this came from an Israeli point of view and a Palestinian point of view. And it's where we need to start. And then I'm going to give you Ayman Mohayeldin about the status quo. And why am I going to give you Ayman's point of view then? Like I told you, there are only three hosts that I have ultimate respect for in no. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it... <clears throat> a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. When this material, that is uh, Ali Velshi, uh, Ayman Mohayelding, and uh, Mehdi Hassan, they are very, they are very practical in understanding the subject and not being scared on to be to say things that will upset any side. Let's listen to what the founder of Women's Women has to say. I think it's important for everybody to learn about how the creation of Israel and its association with uh, what was left of Palestine, etc. I think it's important for you to understand how it came into being objectively. That is a must before one can make objective, uh, have, in my opinion, have objective opinions on the issue. Now, uh, I want you to listen to 
the founder of this organization, uh, I think it's called uh, Women for Women International. She has a story about a Palestinian man, father, and a Israeli father. And both of these guys saw tragedy. And their solution, I, I want you to listen to what she had to say, because I think as long as we continue the tit for tat, uh, we continue with the killings, nothing would be solved. But I want you to listen to this because this was one of the first messages put this way in this current, uh, in, in this current m massacre, this current fiasco that we're going through that I really liked hearing as far as how do we get started towards moving in the right direction. Check this out. We'll take it on the other side. And founder of Women for Women International and host of Through Her Eyes with Yahoo News, Zainab Salvi. Zainab, thank you so much for being with us this morning. When we talk about the victims of war, it is most probably it's the innocent. It's the men, the women and the children who don't have a direct battle to carry out, but they're the victims. In Gaza now, what is the biggest concern you have? I mean, it's a very heartbreaking moment right now. To be honest, I've been emotional the whole day. Yeah. Um, and I appeal for everyone to cover the issue also with compassion to the Palestinians in Gaza right now who've just been through hell, you know. Um, they have no food, no water, no emergent, no medical cares, no, not even electricity. Their doctors are appealing for electricity and fuel just to care for the, for the injured. Um, the stories of women usually what happens in war and particularly in Gaza is that they care usually how do we get food to the to the kids how do we get you know basic education going to the kids just to distract the kids right now even that is impossible in Gaza as you hear there are lines and lines to get food to get water to let alone distract the kids there are out there are reports that our kids are crying non-stop mm. non-stop because they're scared and they don't know what to do and so what we need right now is compassion in my opinion and we need the courage to be honest not to put fuel on more war and this eye to eye but we need to have the courage to create dialogue and understand what is the root cause of this issue and how do we get to solving it. In my opinion, it's not about Hamas. It, I mean, you can kill Hamas today. Who cares? They are terrorist groups. But it is about the fundamental issues of what is happening to the Palestinians and why this is happening and continues to happen for 75 years. I want to bring take the opportunity to bring the stories of two, men, two fathers, an Israeli father and a Palestinian father. The Israeli father... Rami Al-Hanan, who, whose daughter was killed, 13 years old child was killed. And, is, and he was a military man. And he also called the Palestinians animals, as a lot of Israeli soldiers are now calling them animals. And he said, he said, I wanted to kill them all when my daughter got You're killed. calling the terrorists who attacked on the 7th I'm talking about the Israeli animals. father who lost his, no, no, his daughter yeah, to a terrorist yeah. or a, a suicide the, the, the bombing. And he decided, he said, instead of going and killing right now, let me take a breath, a breath and to understand why they hate us. And he took a year to have dialogues, to just understand what's happening to the Palestinians. Came out of that saying, I understand, we are treating them like animals, let us actually heal the situation. And co-created an organization with a Palestinian father, who is an Israeli soldier, shot his nine-year-old daughter into the head for violating a curfew, nine-year-old child. Again, all the militias in Palestinian territories were like, you have to take revenge, you have to do suicide. And he 
again said, I will not do that because if I do that, I will perpetuate the violence and the cycle of revenge and killing. And I, he found the Israeli soldier and went to him and he said, what you did is a crime to kill a child. The day you can actually understand that, come to me, I am her father, I will forgive you. Now that story of these two fathers, right, created a bereaved parents organization who are advocating for dialogue and reconciliation. We need to hear them. They are banned in Israeli schools, these two fathers, or this effort. We need to hear them today, not hear those who are saying, let's put more missiles and more fire and more fuel right. and more of that, because we need to address the fundamental root cause of this and, you, and solve it. And you talk about who is being impacted right now in Gaza and all the children who were there. We've reported 40% or so of the population, the 2-plus million people who live there are children who are are now trapped and are without water, without food, without electricity. We know the doctors working to help them are without medical supplies. I'm not sure if you had a chance to hear what President Biden said in his remarks in Israel today, but he mentioned the humanitarian aid and he mentioned the U.S. committing an additional $100 million in humanitarian efforts to help those Palestinian people who are also innocent victims in all of this. Do you have hope that his visit will in some way get the ball rolling to get that aid in? Or are you skeptical given what we've seen in the last 10 plus days? I ask for President Biden to have more courage, to be honest, to solve this issue rather than perpetuate more violence and more war. And yes, I do appreciate the the humanitarian uh, tunnel that he's trying to open. But no, I don't have hope. I need more. I need President Biden to have more courage to stop the fighting, not to perpetuate it more and to have compassion for both sides and to force the leadership on both sides to address not Hamas leaders. Most Palestinians don't like Hamas. They are a terrorist organization oppressive towards women and towards children. They're controlling Gaza. And, you know, before Hamas, you know, in the 60s, they were the communists. And in the 70s, they were the socialists. And in the 80s, they were nationalists. And now today, they are the Islamists. And tomorrow, they will be someone else. Until the fundamentals that Palestinians, not only in Gaza, but in the West Bank, in the occupied territory, are treated not like animals and this is not this is israeli officials are saying that but treated like human beings with dignity and freedom and i think this can't be solved i don't think i could oh uh, i i cut it a bit too early but that's all right uh, i couldn't have said it any better what she said is absolutely so true let's see uh lee grant says yaleb rushed to her narrative over the bombing of a Gaza hospital. She incited a mob entering the capital and protests all over the planet. This is, I think you mean Talib. And I, I think Bruce says it best where it says, if you believe, if you sit back and believe that, oh, that missiles definitely came from, uh, from let's say, Hamas or one of these organizations, the fog of war, you know, uh, I think it's unlikely that that's a missile that just fell down because of the intensity of that missile. And guess what? Bruce said some uh, point out, he says, the munition that struck the hospital in Gaza was a 155 millimeter artillery round provided to Israel by the United States. And here is the defense expert who actually pointed out. I, I knew that the, when you see Biden and, and uh, uh, Netanyahu try to jump on that bandwagon as quickly as they did. 
it was concerning because look, I look, I am going. To, I don't know. I'm sitting down here in Kingwood, Texas. I only know what people say and coming all over. But when you hear that you have a bomb of that intensity and these pipe rockets that are sent up don't have the explosive power to do that, you have to ask yourself the question: Who is likely to tell the truth or not? You can go take a look at the DailySabah.com. And again, we have a tendency to just look at the, 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 the news and the blogs that are made in, in the United States or for Western consumption only. And what we have to do, start doing is look at a broad base amount of information so that we are not just rounded, but we can actually test them. We can test the probabilities of truthness where we don't have actual evidence. We can test the probability of truthness. Thank you very much for bringing that up, El Senor Bruce. But here is the article, and it, and there are some other articles that talk about this uh, 55 millimeter, 155 millimeter munition that likely caused the damage. Because most of the claims are that the rockets that 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 Hamas and other terrorist organizations, and notice I did call them terrorist organizations, shoot into Israel would not or cannot do the damage that was done to kill that 400-something people that were there. We have to start. We are we are going to keep making mistakes if we allow those controlled by the defense industrial complex and those that are, are proponents of war continue to do this. We have to have to look at all sides. Anyhow, thank you for pointing that out. Bruce, uh, Michael Rodin says, Eric Hayes, we can't allow truth to become the first casualty of war. And right now, I don't know who hit the hospital. Wall Street Journal, U.S. experts say evidence suggests Palestinian militants rocket hits Gaza hospital. Again, and we have another report here that says from an, another expert, military expert, that said that damage could not be caused but by a JDAM. And that is these new bombs that are are controlled that, that are that have directionality in their control, which would mean it was likely a direct hit. Egberto, all those you named were reprimanded via their thoughts being reported. Maybe that is why all the picketing in America. Oh, really? No, the picketing in America is because people are humane. You see what's happening to our brothers and sisters in Palestine. Look, I love my Jewish brothers and sisters. No doubt. But what's occurring in Palestine right now? What's occurring in Palestine right now? Who is speaking for those people in dire straits? No food, no water, no fuel. Bomb, bomb, indiscriminate bombing that's killing thousands of them. Who speaks for these people? And what, what kind of hate gets created from that? And what and how does it further endanger all of us? And what does Biden's proximity to Netanyahu do? Uh, and Netanyahu, a bona fide, uh, a bona fide type of Trump, that the genocide that he's effecting in Palestine or, or Gaza or all these other places, he should know better. He should know better. How do you make another people suffer the way they're suffering? Yes, it was terrible. It was terrible what Hamas, uh, the Hamas militants terrorists did in Israel. We condemn that. We know that those 1,300 innocent people died by the hands of terrorists. 
But how do we condone what a supposedly legitimate government is doing inside a, uh, to civilians? How do we condone that? How do we do that? Don't you feel something about that? Don't you feel about those children who, who that bomb obliterated? You talk about life. Don't you feel a certain amount of, my God, how can we do this to other human beings just like we felt it for how could we do that to our Israeli brothers and sisters who were murdered? Just like, but it was a terrorist organization murdering those Israelis. And you know what? It's a terrorist organization that is murdering the Palestinians. How can we look at the different kinds of deaths any differently? I'd love somebody to, this is about humanity, people. This is about humanity. Is that so difficult to comprehend? I, I really, 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 really want us to start thinking about what's going to happen to American citizens now. And the reason why is when we bear hug a criminal like Netanyahu, when we, Netanyahu isn't Israel. Netanyahu is not the instantiation of the Jewish people. Netanyahu is Israel's Trump, if not worse. Netanyahu is Israel's Trump. And that is who we are going to run and hug and support, run and hug the children of Israel, run and hug the children, the, 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 the people who were maimed in, in Israel, run and hug the children of Palestine, run and hug all these people, these innocent people, but those who are promoting war. I want you to now listen to Ayman Mohayadin, one of the people I say we must listen to. Let me see if I need to read anything beforehand. Uh, para ver, para ver, para ver. Uh, Let's see. Daniel Edo says Hamas murders old ladies, rapes women, and still sits children. But Egberto thinks they are just misunderstood. No, you may think they're just misunderstood. I don't. I know exactly what's happening. You choose not to. Uh, none of the rape beheading stories were true. L.A. Times had made a retraction. Another baby's in incubator force. You see, that's what we're talking about. Thank you for pointing that out, Bruce. Uh, Ledo is totally out of bounds as usual. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, Michael Rudden says, we have to make the distinction to separate civilian Palestinians from members of terrorist group Hamas. Agreed. For some, that seems to be extraordinarily difficult. No, that happens to be racist. That's what it really is. You know, I, I called up my friend, a good, good friend that gives me advice on how to make sure and handle this subject. In fact, the, the 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 correction that I gave a few uh, I, yesterday, I believe, where I referred to the, the I talked about Jewish planes instead of Israeli planes. I got corrected and I made sure that I had the language right. But my brother, my Jewish brother, he looked at me and he said, "Egberto, you know, I uh, he wanted to make sure that as I'm covering this subject, that as I'm covering this subject, that I do it correctly." that I do it humanely. So I call him every time I have an issue of concern because I want to make sure that I'm covering this subject correctly. Correctly. And this morning I, I, I wrote a tweet 
And I want to read this tweet that I wrote this morning because I want folks to understand where I am coming from. I said in that tweet, uh, para ver, para ver, para ver, I will always stand and defend my Israeli Jewish brothers and sisters and my Palestinian brothers and sisters. I denounce those who bomb, maim, and kill either. I will not take seriously anyone who accuses me of any kind of anti-fill the blank to whatever you want to do for supporting all humanity. If we start supporting all humanity, there's not going to be a problem if we support all humanity. Not some, but the issue I have, I called, I called my Jewish brother up and I said, you know what? The, Jew, the Jewish people that we tend, Israelis, that we tend to see are white Israelis. Uh, but, you know, Israel is Israel, like anybody else come in various shades as well. Right. Uh, but most of the Palestinians that we see are brown. So I looked at him and I called him up and my brother is a white, white uh, a Jewish brother. And I said, let me ask you, man, why are we so stuck on Israel as good and Palestinian as bad in the way we handle things? Does it have any racial overtones? And he said, Egberta, be careful. But first of all, yes, it does. But also, that's not the only issue. It's also historical. And we all know how the formation of Israel came to be in 48. We also knew how, what, what occurred in 48. So take a look. Take a look and, and learn these things before we just go haywire. But anyway, I have another video. This one is from Ayman Mohayeldin. And it's about not maintaining the status quo. If we keep doing things the same way and not changing, nothing at all changes. It's insanity. If uh, Israel goes into uh, goes in blasting ground warfare, killing indiscriminately in Gaza, it will not make things better. It will not make things better. It will make it worse, but it won't be only worse for Israelis. It won't be only worse for Palestinians in Gaza and this West Bank. It will be bad for Americans because Biden and others, believe it or not, with that embrace of Netanyahu, that's a picture that has gone around the world. And when we come out and say, oh, Israel had no involvement in the bombing of the hospitals, it's as if the only thing we think about is the bombing of the Israeli hospital. Yeah, 500 people died in the bombing of the hospitals, but thousands are dying right now from the indiscriminate bombing and bombing and bombing of northern Gaza on the homes of people, on the houses of people. So. If you think it's only the bombing of that hospital supposedly misreported, which we don't know if it really was misreported at all. Come on, folks. Let's listen to Amen Mohayadin. The status quo 
kills. The status quo is the same as doing things the same way over and over again and expecting a different result. And I love what Ayman Mohayeldin had to say today. Remember what I said several times ago. If you really want to hear about the Palestinian-Israeli situation, if you really want to learn about it, the, there are very few hosts that can really tell you in, a, in an honest and objective manner what's happening. And these are Ali Velchi, Ayman Mohayeldin, as well as uh, Mehdi Hassan. Uh, those are, in my opinion, some of the best hosts on cable TV that are on all of the times that can really give the, 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 a substantive view of not what is occurring, but why we are here. Listen to Ayman Mohayuddin when he talks about the status quo right here. I think it's important what he has to say. Invoking the specter of the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan may be a useful sort of rhetorical tool to convince Israelis, look, we mean the best here. But what it does when you talk about the Arab world to invoke the specter of that is deeply problematic. And to to stay on the 9-11 analogy, if you kind of play it out over the span of the outcome, the United States wanted to go after Osama bin Laden. They ended up invading Afghanistan, toppling the Taliban, 20 years of war. They then used a concocted excuse of WMDs, which everyone believed and now knows was pushed upon the public as a lie to invade Iraq. And look at how those two countries turned out. In the case of Afghanistan, the Taliban are back. In the case of Iraq, is an ethno-nationalist state that is predominantly controlled by um, Iranian-backed Iraqi militias. We got rid of al-Qaeda. What did we get in return? We got ISIS 2.0, and we ended up having years of terrorism across the United States and Europe that still haunts us till this day. So I think, you know, to Michelle's point, which is very important, anyone who's trying to convey to the Israelis, take a beat. Learn from our mistakes. The anger is real. The pain is real. The suffering is real. But the revenge may end up being something that produces an outcome that is much more disastrous. Everybody keeps saying we're not going to in Israel. Everybody says we are not going to return to the status quo. A very important point. But the status quo means does that include freedom for the Palestinians? Are you going to put Gaza without Hamas under a blockade or are you going to get rid of Hamas but keep the Palestinians blockaded inside the Gaza Strip in an open air prison while the Palestinians in the West Bank? It can't just be a return, not a return to the status quo for Israel. Can you give us a return not to the status quo for the Palestinians? And that answer, I don't. I have not heard a single person well, say no. I, you point this out, Michelle. The language coming from the right in America is not doing any service to any sort of accord happening right. in the Middle East. Well, the language for coming from the right, and which kind of then licenses similarly yes. inflammatory kind of expulsionist language that you hear coming out of this Israeli government. I mean, even before these, you know, ferocious, these, these horrific massacres, you had many people in the Israeli government who who talked about, you know, kind of the need to who, who already wanted to expel Palestinians from, you know, kind of from the 67 borders of Israel and kind of from all the land of greater Israel. You already had that tendency. These are people who've in many cases devoted their lives, certainly in the case of Netanyahu, to avoiding the creation of a Palestinian state. I mean, that is why Netanyahu in some ways has built up Hamas as an alternative to so that he didn't have so that he could undercut the PLO and he could undercut the kind of secular nationalists. So there's no way that you're going to see Netanyahu oversee, you know, a kind of 
understanding that the Palestinians, contrary to what Jared Kushner and the rest of them thought that, you know, this idea that the Palestinians could just be kind of ignored and you could make peace without them and, and keep this and keep this going forever. That's not possible, but he is not the man who is going to be able to transcend this situation. Which is why it is explicitly being asked, how does this war end and what does it actually mean? Exactly right. If we keep that status quo, if nothing changes, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Israel will continue to bomb and and maim and kill folks in in, uh, Gaza and the West Bank, etc., and the the folks in the Gaza and the West Bank, terrorists and otherwise, will be lobbing stuff right back at Israel, and we get it. We stay into this in this state of permanence. And I think, to some extent, having Israel protected by a a uh, a iron dome, as good as it is to save people's lives, uh, kick a lot down the road. It means by having an iron dome. By us investing so much money into protecting Israel's not only sovereignty, but security, what it meant as well is that there was no rush to solve the Palestinian-Israeli issue, that these people live in a on air, on, in air, on uh, open-air prison. Who cares, you know? Out of sight, out of mind. Same with the, uh, the, the West Bank, etc., we have to start acknowledging that all folks are humans. We don't need to create false equivalences. Uh, uh, but again, a, a dead person is a dead person is a dead person. Let's start looking into our own humanity and ensuring that all humanity is maintained. Absolutely. So let's make sure all humanity is maintained. Anybody wants to call in, give us a call. 281-823-7747. Again, that is 281-823-7747. Anybody has an, want to, you know, tell me whatever they want to tell me. Want to complain, want to agree with me, disagree with me. I have. I. I. I would just like to hear opinions over the phone. If you call two eight one eight two three seven seven four seven, I said over the phone, but you know you can connect to the computer too. Two eight one eight two three seven seven four seven. Anybody want to call and discuss this issue? I'll repeat the number again: two eight one eight two three seven seven four seven. Uh, folks, why doesn't anyone from the right call? Yeah, somebody from the right who disagrees with me, give me a call. Uh, right or left, give me a call. Uh, again, one more time, 281-823-7747. Uh, the, the, the rest of the program, I, I have two other videos, but these, these are more funny videos, more on the order of Donald Trump and uh, the crazy, our crazy legislature. But I mean, before we get there, I'd like to complete on this issue to see if everybody has received the message that we really wanted to get across today, because like I said, the the Israeli-Palestinian conflict has always gotten to me, right? I mean, there are issues within this. uh, There there is a certain level of uh, dishonesty with this issue. There's a certain level of, um, I I, I want to use the right words. I want want my my brother uh, that, that schools me on Jewish issues to be proud of the way I cover the issue. Uh, so I want to make sure and choose the right words. I've always been concerned about the failure 
of America to really use its power, the failure of America to use its power to solve the Israeli problem, Israeli-Palestinian problem. And I think it has more to do with our industry than it has to do with our moral our moral acumen. I really think it has more to do with what the plutocracy wants as opposed to what needs to be done. 281-823-7747. Who wants to call us up and say, you know what? I have something to say. One more time, 281-823. Before I go to the next subject, I'd love to hear from somebody. 281-823-7747. But as I said, this subject, Egberto, I said before, Israel is a strategic post for the United States. Yes, it is. But in the, at the same token, being a strategic post, it, 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 it comes with a level of danger. I, I want you to notice what has happened now. Because Israel is about to invade uh, Gaza, look at the state of Americans now throughout not only the Middle East, but around the world. Because we have inflamed Don Syke Jacobson, welcome. Yes, it's about dollars too, yes. Because we have inflamed the people, right? What you think is gonna what kind of blowback you think is about to come our way? Uh let's see, I'm not in the mood for my accent to be made fun of by childish members. Alistair Waters, you never, ever, ever uh, this is your big brother speaking, Alistair. There's an accent is an arbitrary thing. I don't nobody better on my chat talk about your accent. I don't care. Your accent, everybody. I got an accent. It's not like yours. It's not like Bridge at all. All right, let's come on. Call in somebody. Two eight one. 823-7747. Don't let anybody stops you because of some pejorative they have on you. You make them win when that occurs. It's the same reason that I say I will never, I will always have, I will always have love for everybody. I won't allow the plutocracy to put hate in my heart, right? So let's remember that. Lee Grant says, what accent? What members? <laughs> Alyssa says, I'm a Yankee in Texas. I love Yankees. I love Texans. I love Southerners. Come on, give me a call if that's what you want to do. 281 823 Seven seven four seven. Who calls before I go to the next subjects? One more time. Two eight one eight two three seven seven four seven. Dos ocho uno ocho dos tres siete siete cuatro siete. Vamos a hablar. ¿Quién me va a llamar? Me pueden hablar en español si quieren también. Si quieren hablar, podemos tener el, el resto del programa en español. We can have the rest of the program in Spanish if so desire. Anyway, so give me a call. Two eight one eight two three seven seven four seven. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. All right. I'll go to the next video. Uh, as you know, Donald Trump is in court. You know, and he, he wants people to be scared of him, right? Well, I tell you what, there's this woman called Letitia James. Letitia James is the uh, attorney general, the New York attorney general. And she came out with a message that uh, brother that, you know, you can know that Trump is uh, Trump is a uh, on his way to jail. Well, not for the New York case, but, you know, uh, we know where he's at. Check this out and then we'll take it on the other side. 
you have to love New York Attorney General Letitia James. Uh, she shows more macho than most of the Republicans who so fear Donald Trump that they have the House of Representatives in dire straits. Look at how she handles the pipsqueak that is the former president, the little man that is the former president as he tries to bully her. Well, she has a statement for him. Check it out. We'll take it on the other side. He's called me venomous. He's called me disgraceful. He's called me radical. He's called me a racist. And this is only week three. The reality is, is uh, that none of his behavior, which can best be described as performative, will change what's happening in the courtroom. We are here to enforce the law and nothing will change that. No attacks, no words. I will not give in. I will not give up. I will only serve justice and enforce the law. Thank you. Imagine. If those those boys in Congress would grow some and notice I call them boys because that's what they are. The, uh, the, the Republican caucus is full of just little boys who just follows what their little deprived, uh, immoral, uh, uh, little monster is telling them to do. And I don't like to be offensive in that regards with regards to another person, but that these guys are holding our economy, uh, or intend on holding our economy hostage because of some lesser man like Donald Trump. They so fear, they so fear that they cannot operate. They cannot exist without him pulling a string and telling them what to do. That's why we don't have a speaker. That is why uh, uh, Jim Jordan is holding out because like how he has not accepted that Donald Trump lost by 7 million votes. He lost by 22 million vote, 22 votes in the, in the, in this house and increasing. Oh, he can't accept it. So he's just going to keep going and going and going until he hopes to wear folks down. Well, I hope at least a few Republican boys turn into men and act like men and elect a speaker. And if necessary, be it uh, Jeffries, because I tell you what, Hakeem Jeffries is much more is much. First of all, much more intelligent than every single one they've put up there to speak this as an attempt of speaker that for and knows much more of governing than all of them in that caucus. Absolutely. So welcome aboard, uh, Dawn Sick, uh, Jacobson. Welcome aboard, Shiva Las Vegas and Rosa Guardarama. Welcome aboard. I'm proud for all my brother and sisters to stand with me. I'm 48. All right, Rosa. Let's see what else, who else we got here. E2247 continues with his great postings. Uh, para ver quién más tenemos aquí, Alistair Waters. I think I, I called you out already, Alistair, in the house. And if I missed anybody, please forgive me and just throw another message in there so that I can proudly salute you. All right, let's continue. Now, Donald Trump would have you believe that one of the reasons he's not campaigning in the different in, in Iowa, he's not campaigning in New Hampshire, South Carolina and all these places where he should come is that. Oh, my God, I have to be at, in court. I have to be in court. He doesn't really have to be in court for the civil cases, but he's there. But what is he doing here? He's really hiding, folks. He's really hiding. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. Long-suffering Donald Trump 
the 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 he is complaining to the reporters. They have me here. They don't want me campaigning in Iowa. They don't want me campaigning in Georgia. They don't want me campaigning in in uh, in in uh in all the other places, New Hampshire. They don't want me campaigning, so they have me here in court. As if he had to be there. He doesn't have to be at that court session in New York, but he wants to be there because the clown really doesn't want to spend the time to campaign in Iowa, New Hampshire and other places. Who is hiding again? Who did they accuse of hiding again? They should they should recall what he's doing. But, you know, the clown went ahead and right four minutes later on. He goes and he said that they ask him, are you going to be here tomorrow at your trial? And he says, oh, no, no, I can't be here tomorrow because I have to be at a rich man's golf tournament at my golf course. Oh, wait a minute. I thought you were compelled to be here. But you mean you're not? Well, listen to it and then we'll take it on the other side. Poor Donald Trump says he's being forced. He's being dragged in there. To attend this trial. He's forced because they don't want him. To go to Iowa. It's so unfair, he says. Take a look and see. You can't campaign. See if you can find the inconsistency. So I can't be here for the of Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, and lots of other great places. They want me to be here. Will you be back tomorrow, by any chance? Probably not. Uh, uh, probably we're having a very big uh, tournament, professional golf tournament. Uh, so Willie, perfection. Oh they're keep, Love it. They're keeping oh my God. me. They're keeping me from the good people of Iowa. Four minutes. They're keeping me from the, the good people of New Hampshire. Information. They're keeping me from the good people of South Carolina. I mean, he almost did a Howard Dean rundown of the states that they were keeping him from. It's so the injustice of it all. How could they be? Do- and then the reporters ask him a couple of minutes later. So are you going to be here tomorrow too? Since they're holding you here. Oh, no, I got a golf tournament in Doral. I'm going down to the country club. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't you, you can't make it up because see, it's yeah. mine. He can't even we remember can't who he's on. running against. He thinks he's running against Barack Obama. So how do you expect him four minutes later to remember the lie he told four minutes ago? I mean, it's perfection. You couldn't rest. Sometimes you, things are bleak. I get it. But sometimes you just have to laugh. I mean, it's it's absolute perfection. There is, Joe, that famous waiver in the New York court system. You have to be here as a defendant unless there's a tournament at Doral. And yeah. so many defendants yeah. have invoked that over the years. So. Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. Wait a minute. I thought you had to be there. So wait a minute. If you can be at uh, Doral to uh, to golf, I think that means you could be in Iowa campaigning, telling the people what you're going to do for them. I think you could be in New Hampshire. I think you could be in South Carolina. I think you could be everywhere. So as usual, you're blowing smoke up. You know what? Come on, guys. And come on, Trump supporters. Haven't you had enough yet? Haven't you been fooled and snowed long enough? Come on. We spend a lot. Haven't you had enough yet? All right. It seems like a welcome aboard Al Jet. Politics done right with Egberto Willis of the world. You have met the devils. 
But remember one thing, you people will be destroyed. Whoever supported the devils, all of them are destroyed. They have left this world. The time has come for you all to be destroyed. Allahu Akbar. What? Help me. Help me. Seems like Bridge MCP has something for the screen. And when Bridge tells me she has something for the screen, I know it's going to be funny. And by gosh, this one is exactly right. It hits the nail on the head. Bingo. Anyway, uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, oh, we got a limerick, folks. We got a limerick. We got a limerick. Let me read it. In, internally before I get it, because whenever Tom Zarnick comes out with a limerick, I like to do it right. Here we go. Ready for Tom Zarnick? All right. Limerick by Tom. Tom Zarnick. It goes like this. Jim Jordan for speaker wants to be the one the house chooses, but he didn't count on so few votes and so many bruises. After Kevin McCarthy's removal from the ring, J.J. struggled on the floor, his approvals still pending. When Jordan wrestles with the truth, the truth always loses. Oh, man, you're good. Don't forget, keep them all together so we can post them at, at your site on Politics Done Right, brother. Don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. All right, Al Jat says, I am speaking. If this war happens, the world will be destroyed. I hear you, Al Jet. I didn't understand it, but I get it now. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Let's see what else we got here. Para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver qué más tengo que hacer. All right. Okay. Um, this is the second time Eric has linked the same local crime story. What's got his <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Don uh, Sick Jacobson said, why is Trump even being charged for the exact same thing all Dems do? Not true. Not true at all. But I mean, that's what I know. That's what they tell you on the stations that you read. But I'm glad to have you as part of the family now, Don Sheik Jacobson, because you're going to hear the unadulterated truth when you come to politics done right. You should not be trying to uh, try and be in alternate news when you get chopped up clips of the propaganda media made legal by Obama uh, through HR 4310. Please describe exactly what you're talking about that that made this legal. Please tell me. I mean, they tell you guys a lot of stories on the right, and you guys just go ahead and mimic it. What I ask you to do is just do some critical thinking and ask how could that possibly be, all right? While he was president, read more executive orders instead of lying. Party Corp. Since 1871, the central banks own all, and all the chaos is because they're losing control. You know what? It's so interesting, Don. You just made a lot of sense right there. It is a lot of what we fight. But you know what? They have you fighting that battle from a point of view that actually reinforce those bankers. All right. They are they are snowing you, my dear Don Sick Jacobson. But I want you to stay as a member of the PDR Posse. Yes, we have a lot of conservatives in here as well. So you stay here. We'll all learn together. So welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Al Jat says, I'm watching you from Pakistan. Well, I'm glad that you're here from Pakistan watching me. Thank you so kindly. Bree says, read the charges and then get back. If Dems do it, charge them. And you know what? Just take a look at what happened to Menendez. Menendez was thrown 
thrown the charges. I don't think that holds. Uh, Rudnan says live stream is coming to an end. Would recommend Christopher Titus skit. I will watch that, Senor Rudnan. You always have something fun for me to do after the program. What else have we got here? We're at 59 and I got to close this down. So what I want to ask everybody here is please go ahead and join the PDR Posse. There are several ways. First of all, you can support the program by going to politicsdoneright.com slash support. Again, that is politicsdoneright.com slash support. I'm putting it in the feed right now. And you can find a way to support us in however you can. Remember, we cannot survive without you. Right now, you listen to the news. You just get the. You just get a piece of the story. We try to give you the entire story. You can also. I ask you so kindly as well to subscribe to our newsletter. Our newsletter drops every day at five. Every weekday at five a.m. Uh, it tells you what programs we are going to be. Uh, what what we're going to be talking. On our KPFT uh, 90.1 show at six in the mornings, we again we do two shows, six in the mornings on KPFT 90.1 FM. You can also reach it at politicsandright.tv. Uh, politicsandright.tv. That is our 6 a.m. Central show. Our 6 a.m. Central show is uh, at, uh, at on air 90.1 FM in the Houston metropolitan area, or you can watch it live on YouTube by going to politicsandright.tv, politicsandright.tv. Then, of course, at three every every day central here, you can watch it on YouTube, Facebook, everywhere. Uh, all right. Please support our newsletter. That's politicsandright.com slash newsletter. Uh, that will help us continue doing what we need to do. We cannot do this without you. Your support is essential. Your uh, support is imperative. Thank you so kindly thus far. My name is Egberto Willis. I want to thank all the listeners. I want to thank all the posters. All right, all the posters. Thank you so kindly. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? I we spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel. And number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.